This is November 15th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. It's sure that the Bruins are having uh, many great days and many great weeks. However, in this episode, Connor and I kind of analyze the five-on-five offense of late. Uh, We get into a bigger picture question of, will they ever come back to earth? Uh, We also obviously get into Pasternak moving back up with Bergeron and Marchand and a positive, we get into some unsung heroes of the season and give some praise to some guys who deserve it but may not hear it as much as they should. So uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. We can record this on a Monday. It's beautiful. All the games happened before we're talking, and uh, there will not be another game until Thursday. The Bruins got all their games out of the way on the weekend. Classic, uh, classic example of Patriots bye week, but Bruins, I guess, kind Bruins of just place snuck right in. Yeah, exactly. Still kept us busy. So, oh yes, yes, kept you right and busy, which is, which is all we can ask for. I actually. I texted you and Ty this after the game. Uh, I watched the game from a 99 eating alone in Marlboro. So uh, catching oh, yeah. up on some work. So it was, I'd say that that might have been my peak. I mean, I, I think like I'm hoping that's not my peak, but it was pretty good. That Listen, was... those are my old stomping grounds. First of all, shout out the 99 in Marlboro. And second yes. of all, I mean, the 99 is just a potty. I mean, you got it is whether it's the free popcorn, they have the beers and like the icy mugs, which is great. Ooh, yes. an, elite, <laughs> an elite barbecue chicken wrap. Like, what more do you want? Like, you, you want to talk, have a meeting with like uh, associates. You people want to go to Ruth Chris or anything like that. Forget that. Go to the 99. No, we've always been a pro 99 podcast. Of course. Um, and they also have a great country fried chicken. I didn't get that on Sunday, but it was uh, but it is quite good. I did, however, watch the game on like one of those TVs at the bar, like you know, how most normal people watch Bruins games or, oh, or yes. uh, you know, when they're out. Um, but it's funny because as you know, the past you know, Bruins are still on their hot streak, they're still cooking. Uh, but the five on five offense has not been uh, as prevalent as it maybe was at the beginning of the year. And, you know, Jim Montgomery has Pasternak back with uh, Bergeron and Marchand. Um, feels like this is <laughs> old times are coming back. Um, is it concerning? I mean, I know it's never concerning to have those three back together, but are you at all concerned with the five on five offense elsewhere? Uh, I think it's something worth monitoring, right? I think when you look at the fact that. I think when you look at how you want this team to be rolling going into, let's say, the playoff, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but in terms of this team at its highest capabilities or at its highest ceiling, I think ideally it's what it's pretty much what Montgomery has rolled out for most of this year, where I I think in terms of the matchup issues, in terms of giving teams the most trouble over a seven game series, ideally it would be the, you know, Pasternak with David Krejci and Taylor Hall, Jake DeBrusque with Martian and Bergeron and making a bit of a matchup nightmare in terms of that top six, because 
as we've seen in the past, what's kind of doomed this team in previous playoff runs has usually been that lack of secondary scoring and teams kind of diverting all their effort towards shutting down the Bergeron line. And then other, other lines can only pick up the pace. Granted, so far this year, they've had a lot of other guys really step up. So, again, who knows what happens? But I think when you look at what makes this team elite, it's if you have, you know, a top six, we have two different lines that can really do a lot of damage. Uh, so far, it really hasn't manifested. I think the Martian Bergeron DeBrusque line hasn't scored a goal together at five on five play so far this year. Not great. And I think, you know, again, you look at the Taylor Hall, David Krejci, David Pasternak line, a lot of high-end talent there. Uh, but I think right now, over their extended time together, I think it's even. It's uh, They've scored three goals and they've given up three goals. Not kind of the lopsided uh, edge you really want to have. It's it's a far cry from what we saw in 2021 when Krejci and Hall, I think they were out there on the ice together that season. I think the Bruins outscored opponents 14-1. to 1. That was never going to happen again. That's like <laughs> video game numbers. But again, you'd want... We can't expect uh, that over an 82 game season. I don't think you can, Evan, but you'd expect hopefully a little bit more than, uh, you know, breaking even in terms of what it is in terms of the goals scored against goals against. So uh, it, it's one of those things, though, where do you keep with the lines you've had before and just hope that eventually they break through? Because it's not like these are guys that you don't really know what you're going to have in them. Like sooner or later, it feels like Marshan Bergeron under Brusque will break out sooner or later. You know, Krejci, Hall, and Pasternak will, you know, pile on the points. But um, it's one of those things where do you stick with that or do you go with, as we've seen in the last couple of games, Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak, which is always kind of a slippery slope, right? If you look at like Jim Montgomery, it's kind of the same thing with Bruce Cassidy. Like, yes, ideally we want to have a really balanced top six and we have the pieces in place for that. Oh, but look at look at what happens when you put those guys together. I mean, you look at even that goal against Buffalo where they're batting the puck out of the air. It looked like yeah, it was like the Globe Charters against like my basketball team in high school. Like it's just <laughs> it's it's another five tiers in terms of what they can bring um, night in and night out. So if you want instant offense and you want, I mean, elite two way play, you know, down both ends of the ice. You have it with Martian Berger and Pasternak. You just hope that if you're Jim Montgomery and the results keep on piling up, you don't stray away from, I think, what his ideal vision is. But it's tempting, right, when you see those guys out there together. Well, I think it also goes back to, like, the whole thing of, as you said, in a playoff series, you want to spread that talent out. So you're it's not the 2019 Cup Final, and that top line isn't getting shut down. But in the regular season, when it's game 16 against the Vancouver Canucks on a Sunday in November – you don't have to worry so much about spreading out the scoring. It's just get enough scoring to win. And that line against a team like the Canucks gives you that. And I think, and we've seen it in past years. Like, I don't think that's anything different uh, than we've seen under Cassidy. Like it was the same thing. You know, you need to beat Anaheim in October. Let them cook. Like, I, I think that sometimes you put them together. It's the same on D almost where you, know, you have, as we've said, two number one defensemen in Lindholm and McAvoy. Uh, they, when McAvoy came back in, they were not playing together, but you know, damn well, that if the Bruins are down a goal or need a goal in the last 10 minutes of a game, you can put those two together and, you know, get something good out of it. So again, I think it goes back to this. I don't know, uh, if it's, if it, it signifies a problem, you know, is David Krejci and I'll go back to the Czech Republic. Like, Oh, you took Pasha away from me. I'm gone. This is, this is all I need. This is the last straw. This is it. Um, it is always funny, though. One thing I love, and I've been reading, you know, Jim Montgomery's quotes and things like that, is, uh, and, and since he's gotten here, you know, he's almost in awe of the Bruins. Like, you know, first it was the leadership and Bergeron. But then he's, you read some of his comments after, you know, seeing what those three do together, you know, on that top line. 
And it just, you know, it's so funny to see he's an in, obviously he's the coach, but he comes as an outsider. It's funny. His kind of first impressions um, on putting those two together, because we read, remember this, this was back when they hired him. We read that uh, story. I forget. It might've been like the Dallas morning news. It was somewhere where a few years ago he was talking and, you know, he tries to model his lines after putting everyone on a line, you know, doing something different, you know, bring something different to the table. And he kept mentioning Martian Bergeron Pasternak. And we were kind of waiting for him to revert back to that. And it's taken, I guess, this to do so. Um, and again, we'll get into sort of the Bruins, I guess, having some issues coming up shortly. Um, but if the Bruins really didn't want to have any issues, they would actually go to our next partner, which is Athletic Greens. They have a product I use every day. I started taking AG1. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. Uh, I don't drink coffee or use caffeine because I wanted healthier natural energy and AG1 is providing it in droves. doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything either. has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each and every morning like you're experiencing right now, Connor. Sweating. Holy. So holy what crap. is this stuff? I know it's sweating hard, especially after this weekend. It was so nice. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75, yes, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting really good with that tropical taste. This all supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just a single scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Just that one scoop. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with that first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, so this kind of hits at a bigger question. You know, as the Bruins have been rolling, again, 14 and 2, best start, you know, best start at home in franchise history. Like everything is just kind of going right. They're winning games in multiple ways. But I think I'd be lying if I said I expected them to do this. I don't think anybody expected them to do this. And even when they were hot in those first, you know, eight, nine games, I sort of sat there going, all right, when's it going to hit? When's when when are they going to fall back to earth? And it's tough because they're on a like this is more than just a streak. Like and we've said this all offseason. They're good. I just didn't expect them to do like this. Right. Um, but is there going to be a moment when they fall back to earth? Because statistically speaking, maybe not fall back to earth, but, you know, come back a bit. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just inevitable regression, right? It's similar to what we saw um, with the fact that this team is not going to be averaging, I think, four goals per game, right? And again, <laughs> you can maybe push back at the fact that, well, you could look at the top six and say they're not really scoring a lot of five on five right now and they're still producing. So what happens when that maybe regresses forward as well, right? You have, you got a whole bunch of different variables, but in terms of just the amount of offensive production, um, the fact that goaltendings uh, stood up like this, I mean, you look at just the fact that everything's gone right for this team. Look at that Buffalo game where for the first 35 minutes it was dreadful hockey. Like I look at that game as one where you like bring someone who's never been to a hockey game. Like, no, like 
this game is like this. incredible. <laughs> and they're just like, what the shit? Like, I'm in Buffalo. You brought me to Buffalo to watch this shitty thing. That's how bad that, that game up in Buffalo was. And then, of course, they come back and, you know, beat Buffalo. And it's Jakob Zaboro, who's had a really uh, rough start to the year. Gets the game winning goal and Keith Kincaid stands on his head. Had some like crazy great A saves. Like, incredible. Just, There's that like, one sequence, I think, in the second period, or yeah. maybe it was the first. It was just an incredible just sequence. That for him. save on Quinn, I think it was. Like it's just something everything's going right for this team. Sooner or later that ruck that that luck is going to run out, right? In terms of how it seems like everything's going right for this team. Uh, a new guy is stepping up every single game. I'd probably say the the one area where you have to look at the fact that there could be some aggression is probably the goaltending just in terms of listen, Linus Olmark has been fantastic. He's been arguably the Vezina front runner, but still you look at the workload he's being handed right now. And the fact that he's not a guy that's really had a, a hefty workload so far in his career, you just hope he can keep it up. Right. And again, that's not to say that he hits maybe a wall in December or what have you, that he's going to be stuck in that kind of slump for a while. It's, you get swimming back, give him more reps, and you hopefully you're able to get that kind of happy medium between both those guys and their reps. But whether it's, you know, a guy like Omar coming back down to earth a little bit, shooting percentages dropping, you just have to expect there's some level of um, regression in line. And again, not to say that also the fact that the schedule is about to really ramp up. Like It's one thing where you're playing the Flyers who – other than Katahad, you know, standing on his head, and you've got a team Ooh. that's getting outshot, the, the goalie, um, the guy getting outshot every single night, and now it seems like the goals are finally piling up for the teams you're going up against. Playing them, you're playing Chicago on Saturday, but after that, that's when the schedule really starts ramping up. So you have to expect that there's going to be some level of, uh, again, that's not to say this team's going to go from 13 and two to you know 0 three and four over that next stretch, <laughs> but. It's good to set good expectations. Again, we've set good. We've set, I think, very measured expectations so far this year, and the Bruins have been kind of blowing them out of the water. But still, let's not go with reckless abandon in terms of this team going thirty-five and thirty-five, five and one, right? Yeah, and also, like, I don't think it's where you know, it's been tough for me personally. You know, when I tweeted, that I thought the Bruins were going to win the Cup final or be in the Cup final, whatever I tweeted. You know, people were being like, "Oh, what an idiot!" All this stuff. It's very hard for me not to be like, hey, guys, how's that prediction looking now? Um, But at the same time, I will not do that because it's 16 games in. I will not do that. I'm not even like subtly trying to do this. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not doing it because, uh, first of all, I respect you guys too much. And I I, I understand uh, it is really only over a month into the season. So I'm not going to do that. But I will say, though, one guy, do you think like, so you mentioned Olmark, right? On Poke the Bear, we we talked about our kind of early MVPs. And you said Olmark, and I said Hampus Lindholm. And Hampus Lindholm is on an insane pace. <laughs> I mean, like, absurd. That's a guy who, and granted, his stuff isn't like goal scoring. It's, you know, making smart plays, which I don't think is going to end. But at some point, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he wasn't second on the Bruins in points anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just such a crazy pace. And also, you know, um, never having a minus game. We mentioned this on Pope Bear, but never having a minus game um, as a Bruin. Like, at some point, a minus is going to sneak a sneak in there. At some point, he's not going to have four assists every game. Like, that feels like a guy to me who, again, I love Hampson Holmes' game. I think he's, a you know, just a clean, smart defender. I, I, I Just, you know, worth every penny that they that they they gave him. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be producing at a point-per-game pace throughout the season. Now, could he be... 
sustainable? And could he be, you know, 40, 50, dare I say 60 points? I mean, maybe, but it doesn't, that feels like a guy who may regress like a teeny bit. Yeah, I just think that's everyone across the board, right? Other than maybe a guy like Pasternak who very well could score 50 goals, right? Um, I think it's just natural you expect some of that regression. But that's not to say that, uh, you know, a guy like Lindholm's going from Norris' favorite to third-pairing guy, pairing. right? No, like, I, no oh, exactly. Yeah. That's not what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's just something you have to expect in terms of guys taking a step back or just having a, a rough stretch. Even the, the best players go through stretches of four or five games where they're off their game. Even look at David Krejci right now. Uh, coming back from injury, doesn't seem like he's back to playing his capabilities. He had some really bad turnovers lately. Just hasn't impacted the game offensively like you'd like to see. Um, again, that could be injury. That could be just a guy getting back up to you know the regular conditioning in terms of the NHL. Um, so it's one of those spots where, all right, what do you... What exactly are you expecting out of a guy like that? Like David Krejci wasn't going to go into this year and have 85, 90 points, but he can still be a guy. He can still be a guy that can give you 50, 60, and that's more than enough. And who knows, by the time that a guy like Lindholm takes a step back or a guy like Bergeron, maybe it's Krejci that, that is the one that's then heating up at that point. So you have enough depth that you can have guys that hit a lull and the guy step up for you. Crazy thing can happen like that. Uh, safe bet, though. That, you know, maybe some people regress happens. It's life. Uh, we're talking really safe bets. We're talking about good friends over at Bet Online. Football is uh, kicking and it is all over the place. I know as a Patriots buy, but football obviously is everywhere. And Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting odds, uh, needs, and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's uh, every Sunday's games. Uh, bet online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including, of course, the NHL and the NBA. Duh. Uh, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game stats. Where the game stats. So uh, we've talked about. I guess it's become not a negative show, but I feel like we we haven't. Um, I don't know. We've been. This team kind of, sucks, Evan. Yeah, this seems terrible. Fourteen and two. <laughs> Sorry, done. Um, but I want to do the unsung heroes so far this year. Guys that you know have been producing more than expected, and um, you know might not get as much love. And my candidate for this is a guy who's getting a lot of love on social media, and you know in general. But as a guy that no one expected to do any of this, and that's Nick Foligno, Uncle Nick. Subs in on the goalie hug with Swayman injured. Um, But also, I mean, again, you know, Montgomery said this, I think, last week. Like, there's almost not enough chances for him to use Nick Foligno. He's been so effective. Um, And I just look at the way in which he's played and the production. And, I mean, we've said it before, like, we're kind of eating crow on this. Like, he's he has fit in. And he, he has worked. Um, and you even, you know, look at the Mitchell Miller situation and his comments there. I mean, again, I know it's not on ice, but still like that's a leader in the dressing room and it's someone producing and he's worked. I mean, how many times did we say during training camp? We were like, ah, oh, they got to get, you know, someone younger on that fourth line, you know, can't be Felino. They got to do something with that contract. We asked about buying him out throughout the off season and he's proven us all wrong. <laughs> and I think it's a good thing. But again, I, I guess, you know, he has deserved, he's gotten praise but I still think he's pretty unsung given where he is in the lineup. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at it, 
even going into the start of the regular season, the Bruins literally put him on waivers. It wasn't just like people hemming and hawing for this. Like, there's just still a guy that we were talking about. As soon as he got put on waivers, people were saying, could like, could the Flyers grab him? Could Tortorella grab him? Like, there was legitimately people being like, all right, where's he going to go? And so far, it's worked out, as you said, uh, fantastic for the Bruins in terms of just what he's brought. Because again, this is a guy that we've always said, it's never, we're never questioning Felino's off ice and tangibles, his effort, all that stuff. But you need to also contribute a little bit on the ice to to validate your spot in this lineup night in and night out. And so far he's done that, you know, whether it's again, chipping in offensively, I think he has seven points in 16 games. Now uh, the physicality, you know, uh, standing up for his teammates, he dropped the gloves with, I think it was Kevin Rooney a um, few, few days ago. So during kind of that net front battle, and he's also doing things that impact the game beyond just the fights and the points. Like he's had, I think in the last, three games he's had four or five really really good screens where he's fighting down low and it's directly led to goals maybe he doesn't get an assist on it but if he's not down there screening the goalie clearing out guys those goals aren't getting past the netminder so he's doing all the little things um to really validate his spot in terms of being a key uh, bottom six guy for this lineup again dependable a guy that in the, the way he's playing that you know in the playoffs given his track record in columbus and given how he's played this year, you can rely on him for whether it be production or um, a hit or a screen in the postseason. I think that's an important thing. Who is your unsung hero this season? I know Felino might be your pick too, but who's someone else? Uh, right now, I'll go with uh, I think Connor Clifton's guy that really has really upped his game. This is a guy that it feels like you know, going into I think this is his fifth season with the Bruins. Kind of knew what you're expecting from him. He's going to give you energy. He's going to have quite a few highlight reels of him lighting up guys. But in terms of that consistency, you can see why over, I think, the years he's been a, either a third-pairing guy, maybe a best suited as a seventh defenseman. And so far, he's playing like a top-four guy. I mean, you've got Brennan Kahlo pretty much down on the third pair right now based on just Clifton's play. Um, and it's, again, the same things we've always seen from Clifton, that aggressiveness, that willingness to take risks, the physicality. Um, but he's also, even though he's... A guy that takes risks seems like he's the guy that perfectly fits into what Montgomery's kind of preaching for that defense and how they want to activate. And so far, it's worked perfectly for him where he's making the right reads, but he's also not really taking himself out of the play as much. I think you saw last year and previous years where there'd be two or three games where he's either getting walked or he's you know up up in the play and it leads to an odd man rush. You don't see that nearly as often. And so the fact that he's impacting the game positively. Now he's starting to contribute on the score sheet. He's got two goals in three games. I think he's got seven points already this year, um, logging heavy minutes for this team. He's just a guy that, when you look at what his set role is, brings value, but now he's taken another two or three steps forward. He's a guy that's looking like a key uh, piece for this defense and is also setting himself up for a very nice pay raise uh, this upcoming season. So see who exactly is going to be cashing that check in a couple of months interesting uh time for him to mm. step up but i also think i mean we said this on thursday and i don't want to repeat myself or, or anything that you said but again like you know new coach i think it's made a difference like i i think it genuinely has um also just maturity and being in the league longer typically helps guys kind of find their their niche um as he is seems to be doing um i will say Derek forbert as well another one mm-hmm. i know is before the injury still waiting on him to come back but pre the injury i mean again dependable left shot defenseman. You can stick him in the top four. You can kind of use him in any defensive situation. Five on five, he's solid. Like just a solid defender. You don't need, you know, you're not getting a ton of points out of him. 
You know, he's not going to be scoring goals. I know he did at the beginning of last season. He's Derek Orbert. But I still think, again, just dependable, which, you know, goes back to Felino. Like, I don't think the Bruins need Felino to produce as much as he has been. I mean, they would obviously like it, but, you know, doesn't have to be to that level. Just be dependable. And I think Forbert embodies that. Um, and I think when he comes back, I mean, you you don't really need to add a defenseman at the deadline unless it's a depth defenseman. Whereas last year, I think we were, you know, Forbert, they kind of thrust Forbert into a role that he really wasn't suited for. You know, hey, can you be a top pairing left shot defenseman next to Charlie McAvoy? Like, not many people can do that. Uh, right. But I think in this situation where they have him, it's good. Not bad. So uh, who would be someone who's your your second unsung hero? Yeah, I was going to say Greer, who I think, uh, you know, limited ice time, but has made the most of it. I think when you look at how he bets fits into this roster, I think he fits in that fourth line right wing spot better than Craig Smith, who just can't seem to find his game right now. But also, I don't know if it does him any good to be a guy that's on the fourth line in that spot with that identity getting eight, nine minutes a night put Greer in that spot and you get nine, 10 minutes out of him. You get what you get in this last game against Vancouver, where he's got, I think five hits in eight minutes and has a, you know, a heavyweight fight there and kind of gives a bit of a spot to the crowd. So he's a guy that, again, he's not going to be scoring two goals a game like he did in the preseason or during one of the first game, I think their home opener, but he's a guy that if he's in that spot, you kind of know what you're getting and fits in with what they're trying to accomplish. But I think another guy I want to focus on is Thomas Nosek, who mm. gets maligned a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, not scoring goals. So he finally got up, you know, the monkey off his back in this last game, finally. Um, but he's a guy that you listen to the, you know, his teammates and Jim Montgomery after the game. And he's a guy that is really, you know, beloved in that room in terms of doing the dirty work. He's not a guy that, you know, gets those prime chances, gets a lot of D zone stats. Um, but whether it's his versatility, whether it's his play on the PK, which has played a big role into why the Bruins are the top ranked penalty kill in the league right now. He's one of those guys that is, is part of that group of foot soldiers you need in a, a fourth line role. So I think he's a guy that stats aren't flashy, but for what his role is and what he's embraced in terms of what his day-to-day job is, whenever he hops over the boards, he's bringing value to this team right now. Can't ask much more than that. Um, at any rate, that was our unsung heroes so far. I agree with you on Nosek, by the way. Um, and again, I tweeted the fact that the Bruins didn't all come on the ice to congratulate him for the empty net goal. Come on, guys. Uh, anyways, what can people look forward to from you over at Boston Sports Journal? Yeah, we're going to have you guys covered every step of the way this season. We'll have game reports, uh, breakdowns, uh, features, Q&As, all that good stuff every single day of this Bruins season. So all that will be over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So please subscribe over at BSJ. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, Bruins Beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you.